Our first reading for this afternoon is from the 18th chapter of Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean by repeating this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, declares the Lord God, this proverb shall no more be used by you in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father as well as the soul of the Son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Yet you say, why should not the Son suffer for the iniquity of the Father? When the Son has done what is just and right and has been careful to observe all my statutes, he shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The Son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the Father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. But if a wicked person turns away from all his sins that he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is just and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him. For the righteousness that he has done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God, and not rather that he should turn from his way and live? But when a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice and does the same abominations that the wicked person does, shall he live? None of the righteous deeds that he has done shall be remembered. For the treachery of which he is guilty and the sin he has committed, for them he shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? When a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. For the injustice that he has done, he shall die. Again, when a wicked person turns away from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right, he shall save his life because he considered and turned away from all the transgressions that he had committed. He shall surely live. He shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, the way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel Are my ways not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, declares the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, lest iniquity be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the second chapter of Romans. But if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will and approve what is excellent, Because you are instructed from the law 
And if you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law. But if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code and circumcision but break the law. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical But a Jew is one inwardly. And circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation of the Lord's Prayer with the second petition. What is the second petition? Thy kingdom come. What does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. How does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit so that by his grace we believe his holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This petition of the Lord's Prayer is one of the best that we have on God's kingdom and where God reigns. People nowadays can so easily confuse where God's kingdom is. It's not to be found in a political party. It's not to be found in a specific country or government system. Not at all. God's kingdom comes when his word is spread throughout this world. And as Luther wrote, so that by his grace we believe his holy word and lead godly lives here in time and then there in eternity. This is where God reigns and this is what God wants for all of our lives. And this is exactly what the prophet Ezekiel was talking about today. Back in this period, in the the time of the Jews, there was this belief that uh, sons would be punished for what their their fathers had done. Usually it goes back to a, a quote from Exodus. But really that quote simply states that sins often manifest themselves in families and sometimes affect others. Not that children are to be punished for what their father's done. Sin is more like an infection sometimes, and it spreads through families. But the Jews took it to the point, to the extreme, to that if a father sinned, they thought the son should also be punished for that sin. That's what they thought should happen. 
And that is not what God wanted. God wanted the soul that sins, that's the one that shall die. That's the one that will pay the price for their sins. Instead, God wanted mercy to prevail. He wanted anyone who repents of their sins to be forgiven. And this is what the prophet Ezekiel wrote today. When a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. For the injustice that he has done, he shall die. And again, when a wicked person turns away from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right, he shall save his life because he considered and turned away from all the transgressions that he had committed. He shall surely live. He shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, the way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, are my ways not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. Ultimately, for the people in the Old Testament, and still for us to this day, it should be Great news for us to know that God does not delight in the death of sinners. What God delights in is for all sinners, all people, to turn, to repent, to leave our sins behind, and to live. And God is so serious about this that he sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins on a cross so that he receives the punishment that each of us should receive. But because he did what he did on that cross, we're not punished. God cares about us so much and wants us to live so much that he died for us to save us. That's why so many Christians nowadays, not all of them, but so many can be misguided thinking and viewing God as an angry God, a God that just wants to punish, just wants to send to hell, and nothing could be further from the truth. Because it was God himself who came in human flesh to ultimately suffer and die on a cross, not to condemn us, but to save us through Jesus Christ. Thanks be to Christ and all that he has done, God has succeeded. And he gives all of us the chance to turn, repent, and to live and to have a new life in Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.